The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. Welcome back to very special Matt Chat. Although I guess this is, this is probably not special. It's just the first of the new way of doing things. It's the new world right. organization of going in raw, Larson. Yeah. I'm at home eating some chips in my pajamas. It's pretty great. It's good. Should have done this good the whole time. time. Well done. I know I, I got as many cup of coffee as I want now. I'm a lot more relaxed when I'm chilling it in my in my chair at home. So I might, I don't know, maybe some of these I'll do from home. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I'm you should just go. You should just do it from home. There's, there's a lot of distractions home. there, dude. There's a lot of distractions there. Anyways. Uh, so uh, this is, of course, Matt Chat. We get a bunch of questions from our $20 and up patrons. And yep. uh, we have a lot of them today. So we're just going to dive right in. Larson, who's first? Uh, Christopher Ampersad. Take it away, Christopher. Hello, Stephen Larson. So I want to wish you guys a happy 316 day. You know, it's Stone Cold Day. I feel like Stone Cold have two days, his birthday, 316 day. But I want to ask you guys, what is your favorite Stone Cold moment? Because if you have to tell somebody who is Stone Cold and what's the myth of Stone Cold, what would one moment define Stone Cold? There's a lot of great moments. I will tell people that he was our hero against the higher-ups. Or I would just go with Stone Cold is all about kicking ass and Drinking beer. What do you guys think? Thank you, Christopher. Thank Steve. you, Christopher. Please and thank you. Go ahead. Oh, man. So my favorite. Uh, so obviously, like I began watching WWE around Mania 14. I didn't really see a lot of his stuff prior to that live. And so that first run with McMahon is always got I me. Mean, it's, it's the obvious answer. It's a popular answer. Uh, I really enjoyed aspects of his heel work, even though I understood this is not the Stone Cold that I really like to see, but I enjoy the comedy aspects of it, the Kumbaya stuff. Um, oh, that but, one part where he was hugging Vince. Oh, that it's, it's terrific. And that look on his face was great. Going back, though, like in retrospect, uh, having caught up on a lot of the stuff with him and Bret Hart, his build to getting to Mania 14, uh, you know, obviously he did a lot of stuff with Bret Hart up until Survivor Series, uh, the Montreal Screwdrop stuff. Uh, but then, you know, like the Rumble in 97 when he had the, when Bret's yeah. music hit, that stuff. Going back and watching that stuff, again, after, you know, years and years and years later, once the network became a thing, was really interesting to see how he became, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the BMF. Hold on, uh, hold on. ETA guy, what? Hold on. You're what? mentioning all this stuff with, you're talking about feud with Bret Hart. You're talking about his, his work prior to his win of the title in 98. Uh, you're, 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 you're talking around the feud between not just Stone Cold and Bret Hart, Stone Cold and the Hart Foundation. How are you not saying the Pillman gun incident? <laughs> yeah. Yes, the Pillman gun incident is probably, man, 
Didn't we use that? Do we use that on the thumbnail? We'd really need to use that on the thumbnail sometime. Well, I guess this this title might be favorite Stone Cold moment. So, oh, that's good. That's good. I like with Brian Pillman again. Uh, yeah. So yeah, but I'm my sure fa- that will face a demonetization problems. So I, I hate to say, like, I mean, I basically just covered the wealth, the the width and breadth of his career. But I really that stuff I really 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 enjoyed. Um, and then uh, the one episode of his podcast, which is where he interviewed Scott Hall when Scott Hall was sober. It's such a good listen. It's, it's really, really good. good. Yeah, it's one of the best. Maybe not quite the best, but one of the best. You might have uh, the best. I do have the best. So my favorite in-ring Stone Cold moment is the beer truck. Mm. To, to this day, I'll watch that and I'll still laugh because it's funny. Mm-hmm. Him shooting The Rock, Vince, Shane with beer in that ring, driving it down, hitting it, the ring itself, spraying beer everywhere. It's one of the best moments in the entire history of wrestling. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Um, my personal favorite Stone Cold moment is 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 the one hour podcast of Stone Cold Kevin Nash discussing Uber facts. Yeah. It we is listened absolute... that we listened to that on a long drive. Uh was yeah. it like maybe a 2K event? Or maybe uh, it was LA. No, we were driving we were driving from LA, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um and it's it, it's two guys who are obviously really good friends just talking uh debating tongue firmly planted in cheek. Yeah. Uh, the veracity of these Uber facts and it's phenomenal. If you get a chance to check it out, I highly recommend it. It's probably my favorite episode of the stone cold podcast. The one of Scott Hall is great. The one with Raven is great. There's so many great episodes. Uh, that one's tops. Cause you're really feeling like you're just in a room with two old friends, uh, just talking and drinking a couple beers. And it's fantastic. Uh, next is B man, Patrick Sparks. Take it away, all day, real superstar. Austin Theory. Hey, friendos. Better looking, better hairline. Not as stupid as Austin Theory here. Patrick Sparks. Um, You're welcome, Steve. Um, Big fear, obviously, with the COVID-19 and whatnot, and being confirmed with WrestleMania being moved to the Performance Center. Um, NXT TakeOver is taking kind of a back burner. So what do you think is going to happen with that? Are they also going to do it at the Performance Center? Obviously, the crowds for NXT takeovers are usually really good and are very into it and make it a better experience, so there won't be that. Um, Is it going to be underwhelming? Speaking of underwhelming, what are your thoughts on this year's Hall of Fame ceremony and what are they going to do in that? Thanks, friendos. Bye. Thank you, B-Man. Thank you, B-Man. All right, so my understanding is, from what I've read, uh, Georgia Smith... Uh, Davy Boy's daughter uh, tweeted that uh, she be pulled up real quick. I have she it right was here. told by WWE that it'd be yeah, they're postponing till... the Hall of Fame and hoping to do it at SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, that would make sense. I feel like a lot of the the pageantry that would normally be reserved for Mania, they're just gonna uh, uh, do at SummerSlam, assuming they can. As for Takeover, uh, apparently this is from Cage Side Seats. They're saying that uh, over at the Wrestling Observer. Uh, they're saying that, quote, the prevailing sentiment is that TakeOver is going to happen opposite AEW Dynamite, and that's going to go down April 1st. Is that the Blood that's and Guts episode? Day. No, it's the week after Blood and Guts. Okay. All right. That'll be on our news brief yesterday. Um, yes. Yeah, seems like it. I want. I, I kind of, man, I don't know. I'm getting the feeling if the Performance Center gets shut down by the city of Orlando, or if they just try to get ahead of it, that takeover, that might be the last time we see NXT for three months. Or, uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 
So has that, there been that, any other uh, news about or city of Orlando actually taking any steps to prohibit the, the performance center from having shows? I haven't seen anything. I think people are just sort of drawing natural conclusions of what could happen. Hmm. Uh, next up, Tony talk sick. Uh, is uh, let's, let's see what he has to say. Hey, Steven Larson. This is Tony Toxic, a recent friend of the Patreon. Thanks so much for having me. My question this week is probably something you're going to get a lot. How is the wrestling industry really going to be impacted by this outbreak long term? The NWA came out with a press conference today, or maybe yesterday, about how they are postponing their pay-per-views and their tapings in Atlanta. And the White House administration has said that this not, may not be over until June, July, or even August. So, when it comes to the wrestling industry, how is this going to pan out for them? Is it going to be sustainable to have empty arena performances? And if you were a part of creative, what would be some suggestions that you would have? Just wanted your thoughts. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good week. Thank you, Tony Toxic. And welcome to Matt Chat. New Matt Chatter. Ding, 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 ding. Thank you and welcome. Welcome to Matt Chat. We have two new Matt Chatters today. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, so long term, the wrestling business. I, here's If you sort of take the immediate lessons, um, so number one, you know, there's this whole thing with WrestleCon having issues with uh, Marriott and Marriott claiming, and I haven't gotten on Twitter today to see if any of this is in the process of getting resolved, but apparently Marriott is saying that WrestleCon owes them $100,000, yeah. even though they claim that they had, you know, whatever the cancellation insurance is or whatever. Um, hopefully that'll get resolved. I, it, I, I Sadly, I imagine... So all these wrestling promotions, all these indie wrestling promotions come out to wherever Mania is every year, and there are endless number of shows put on. A lot of wrestlers come out for these shows and work multiple shows. And so what's, what's that? Usually per day. Per day, yeah. So like, for example, the, the article written by David, David Bixen's been over at Vice uh, claimed that Matt Riddle had 17 appearances Mania weekend uh, in 2017. Wow. So a lot of these wrestlers who might be in a certain level, uh, it's their day job or it is their full-time job. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not quite at NXT or New Japan or AEW, but they're in that sort of in-between zone. I mean, a lot of people are getting snapped up right now, but there's a lot of people in that in-between zone who, I mean, you got you to gotta think maybe a fifth, sometimes maybe a fourth of their yearly income could go yeah. down at WrestleMania weekend. I wonder if some of these indie wrestlers who might be at a certain level might be future to the best of their ability, not putting so, I mean, look, this is a unique situation. It will probably <clears throat> never happen again. However, I wonder if it will cause them to, it will make them think maybe I can't put all, maybe I have to treat WrestleMania weekend as more like, you know, uh, uh, the cherry on top as like your, my, my yearly bonus, as opposed to thinking to myself, mania is coming up. This is where a, a large part of my income is going to happen. And if I don't get this, I can't do this for a job anymore. Um, yeah. Part of that would be though. I think the, the various entities and independent promotions diversifying their revenue. Sure. Kind of annual schedule yeah. to, to reflect that then. Yeah. And I wonder, I kind of wonder also if to, to that extent, I wonder if uh, I had something else written down here. Oh, I wonder even, if in the in, over the next five years, if Mania is going to have to 
I don't, I don't think WWE cares. But if the Mania week is going to be rebuilt as that mecca of wrestling every year mm-hmm. where everybody goes, I wonder if next year, for example, I wonder if any of these companies are going to be able to survive this year because so many of them put so much, like the collective, the GCW collective, mm-hmm. they put so much into this week. If any of them are out too much money, they might not be able to function anymore. Sadly, yeah. That, and that so I wonder what, how it's going to affect just next year's mania. I'm sure that things 10 years from now or five years from now will probably be getting back to normal. But I wonder those might be some of the lessons uh, learned uh, th- this year. I, I don't know. I mean, that, that seems to be that seems to be a possibility. Yeah, it could be. Um, it'd be interesting to see with WB canceling all these house shows, uh, how that affects their bottom line, we, I believe, read in the newsletter, I think Meltzer said that the, the house shows were losing money for the company. Yeah. Um, uh, so maybe one thing we'll get from this is that WD will learn that they don't need to run so many darn shows. That yeah, could be, too. Um, uh, you know, and part of that, running shows 200 days a year, would be, you know, kind of uh, driving your talent uh, so hard that it risks their their health and well-being, potentially, thankfully, as far as of recording this uh no wrestlers in WWE that we're aware of has tested positive for, for, for all this, but uh, you know, keeping your talent off the road more might WWE will hopefully finally learn that's actually beneficial to the well being of the talents uh, under your employ. Um, that would be nice if they did learn that lesson. I know. Yeah. Um, also, I was hoping they'd learn this from SmackDown based on what we saw in raw. Evidently not. Uh, they need to loosen up a little bit. Yep. Um, SmackDown with triple H was a lot of fun. Uh, I f- kind of feel like it could have been really easy to, to follow that template with raw with or without triple H instead they elected to uh, stick to the usual conventions of uh, pro wrestling as if it were attended by a, a large crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there was no crowd there. Um, and so a lot of it felt like uh, you're watching rehearsals for a community theater production. Um, yeah. Based yeah. on the fact that it was a small, looked like it could be a small theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's interesting how you take the crowd out of it and, and, and light it differently. Uh, how small it all looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like maybe if WB is in a position where they have to do shows, whether it's just for the next two or three weeks or for months uh, at the Ford Center, they need to learn to uh, find a new language to tell the stories of pro wrestling because mm-hmm. if you're going to be doing these empty arena shows for months on end, you can't have people come down to the ring and do a promo where you expect as a viewer a certain reaction from the uh, fa- from fans there when there are, in fact, no fans there. Granted, Edge's promo on Raw was really good. Bray and Cena's interaction on SmackDown, really good. Um, but there's a way you could frame that differently to to take better advantage of the surroundings you have there. And I hope WB learns that during the course of this interruption. And this is something they carry over um, once they're kind of back to their full-time thing. It's an interesting uh, thing because you take away, so, you know, I think we sort of get the idea that Vince McMahon, he has a very firm set in stone idea as to what wrestling is. Absolutely. And one of the vital components of that is currently missing and he can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we're seeing there is no B plan. There is no, there is no solid backup plan. If you have no fans, your show is there. There's no, I'll be really interested to see what AEW does because I feel like there's probably a room 
with the heads of AEW and they're probably tossing around all these really fun, creative ideas. Um, and it might be crap. I don't know. I just get the feeling that because they are so, they are probably less tied to the idea of pro wrestling as being a certain thing yeah. and they can have more fun with it. And I think we're probably going to see that with AEW programming. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll find out. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, next up is the Raptor and uh, our uh, our hearts go out to the Raptor because uh, from what we understand, he's been feeling all under the weather himself. Yeah. Let's see what he has to say. Raptor here with a mad chat question. The question is, what exactly does wrestling do for three months? If major sports in the U.S. aren't coming back for three months, what do all the promotions do? Double or Nothing's probably going to be canceled or postponed. Mania will be canceled. ROH and Impact aren't going to have tapings. Hell, what does NWA do? That's the question, fellas. What happens to wrestling for the next three months? Thank you, the Raptor, and hopefully you're feeling better. Yes, thank you, the Raptor. Yeah. Uh, get well soon. Um, yeah. This is what I'm hoping. Uh, I don't if, if WB has to cancel all shows for a, a stretch of time. Um, I, I don't know. Just as we said earlier, Vince has a very specific idea in his head what pro wrestling is and probably needs to be for him to be satisfied with it. I don't know if he'd be capable of adapting to a landscape where he can't tell the stories in the manner he's used to telling. However, I feel like AEW could. And assuming they signed Matt Hardy to a contract, we might find out uh, uh, tonight whether that happens because the exalted one's supposed to show up tonight. Um, uh, AEW, granted, they won't be able to do full cards at the Hardy compound, but imagine this. Say they can't do the, the regular touring schedule move uh, AEW Dark over the Hardy compound. You have like two matches. Uh, you have him hosted by Matt Hardy. You get his character over. Uh, and it could create an interesting kind of alternative universe in the AEW multiverse, if you will. I think that'd be tons of fun. It's something different. Uh, it wouldn't require a huge production crew. Um, it wouldn't require a bunch of talents on hand. 
you need like four to six people to wrestle. Uh, you know, a couple camera guys, a couple people in production, you know, maybe a dozen people in total. I think that'd be great. Uh, that'd be cool. I kind of feel like if, if, if this starts getting locked down, number one, I'm not sure if they would need, if like TNT would require them to have like permits and zoning stuff for that. I mean, if yeah. it's dark, obviously they just toss it on YouTube. I, I have no idea what like, what what the deal with dark is. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. That'd be cool. Look, any I I have faith that like any look, Matt look, Matt Hardy is going to be producing content regardless. We know that. Yep. So yep. something's going to be going out of the Hardy compound if he has his friends come over and he has you know a couple of his uh, if if Jeff and uh, and uh, who's going to be off camera, uh, but he could be operating a camera. Same yeah. with uh, his wife. Uh, maybe Senor Benjamin can operate a camera. I'm sure they yeah. could do some fun stuff. Whether or not we'll see it on AEW programming or. Uh, or Matt Hardy's own uh, YouTube account. I don't know, but uh, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Next up, we've got Philly Flexer back, and uh, he's got a cool question about empty arena matches. Let's see what he says. Hey, what's up, Stephen Larson? It's your boy, Philly Flexer, and uh, my man Chad question this week is, um, with all the stuff going on, I just had, just came up with a thought. What two wrestlers could have a five-star classic match in an empty arena Stadium, venue, whatever. Anywhere. WWE, New Japan, AW, past, present, whatever. What two wrestlers could have a five-star match in an empty arena? All right. Two give me, brothers. Thank you, Philly Flexer. Thank you, Philly Flexer. I'll go, go ahead, first. Steve. I'm going to say Daniel Bryan and Kenny Omega. I think Tell me Kenny why. Ome- What's that? Tell me why. Well, Daniel Bryan seems to thrive with any challenge. Uh, I think it's it's these two guys, especially Kenny. Kenny, given his history with uh, like intergender stuff, uh, with wrestling uh, uh, little children and blow up dolls, um, I think he would really, really want like he would view the entire venue as like his canvas, not just the ring. Daniel Bryan, I also feel like he has so much fun in the ring, and it translates that he would love to try some, would be up for the challenge as well. I think those two guys, just because they have that, it's, they've got that level of creativity and the sense of fun that I think is, would be necessary for putting on a five-star match in an empty arena. Yeah, that's good. You're, I, I, I think you're half right. I too have Daniel Bryan. However, I have his opponent as uh, Kazuchika Okada. Um, one of uh, Okada's uh, great gifts amongst many is his ability to suck you as a viewer into the story being told in the ring. Um, uh, so often during his matches, it's like, I'm not concerning myself what the crowd's doing, how they're reacting to anything. I'm not even really that concerned or that uh, I'm not paying that much notice to what Red Shoes is doing. And Red Shoes is usually such a huge part of whatever match he's involved in. Uh, take uh, that level of storytelling from Okada, add in Daniel Bryan's immense storytelling abilities uh, his immense technical abilities. Uh, you got yourself a minimum five and a half star classic match right there. There you go. Next up, Guillaume Halili, Jacksonville's number one match chatter. Uh, let's see what he has to say. Hey there, friendos. This is Jacksonville's number one match chatter, Guillaume Halili, back with another match chat question. And I'm getting ready for bed. Remembered I needed to send this in. So here's my question um, SmackDown and Raw. We're both from the PC, uh, the past two episodes. 
uh, or the past episodes of SmackDown and Raw, and I feel like they delivered a fairly enjoyable show. Um, it was different, and I enjoyed it. So what could WWE take from this um, and apply it to when, hopefully, in the near future, the world gets back to normal? By the way, could I get a shout-out? My birthday is on Sunday. Uh, yeah, too sweet, too good. Later, guys. Thank you, Guion. Thank you, Guion. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, I, right. I go first. You go we have, first. We're going to have the same answer. We saw what worked with SmackDown on Friday. Loosen up. Loosen up, what man. didn't work on Raw is relax. Like Aaron Rodgers said, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Yeah. Just relax. Loosen up. I don't think up. Vince can, man. I think Vince, it's still my theory. Uh, I might uh, I might start like a, a Twitter burner account and ask Dave Meltzer because he only, he only answers people who have like no followers. Mm. And ask him. I'm going to ask him. I'm going to say, do any of your sources say anything about Vince McMahon having hated the SmackDown episode because I have a theory that I think he did. Could be. Uh, so yeah, I would just Could say, be. man, loosen up, loo- just have fun, loosen up. Like you know, there's too much, there's too much competition for your entertainment dollar that you need to come off as fresh. And yep. too often they don't. And that SmackDown episode, it felt fresh. You've got this huge history behind you. Why don't you like have fun with it? You know? I know, I know. Yeah. Well, it's not just loosen up in terms of of the performers. Like, loosen up your presentation. Yeah, right. Try something different. Yeah. You're in the space. You have limitations based on the space. Rather than using limitations of the space as an actual creative limitation, challenge yourself. Try something new. How Be many new. great How many great ideas do they have on the network, on so on social, on, on YouTube? Why don't you have Xavier Woods on SmackDown challenging some other competitor in a video game, and then you get some up, up, down, down stuff on SmackDown? Why don't you have one storyline playing out where you got two uh, uh, wrestlers who are trying to get to the venue and they're late, and then you do a little piece of ride along? You, you know, go. stuff that looks like that. Like, leave the confines of the arena here and there, you know? Yeah. Be new. Totally. Be new. That's a, I mean, that's freaking AEW does that all the time. New. It's great. Be new. Exactly. Be new. Uh, next, got a question from the enforcer, Stevie Bradley. Hey, friendos. Steven Larson, the enforcer here on which should be work time, but I'm now pared down two days a week. But anyway, I'll be fine. Um, crazy world we're in. Um, with everything being postponed, I really think there are cancellations. What do you think the timeline is for, let's say, a SummerSlam? Does SummerSlam get pushed back to like Survivor Series time? Or is it just completely scrapped? I'm just wondering, logistically, do we keep the times of the year like they are and we just zero those out and start fresh from when we can? Or do we just cram everything that we should have in and then when we get to that point where we've caught up, then we go back to normal? All right, guys, too good me. Stay safe out there and don't touch me. Thank you, Stevie Bradley, the enforcer. Thank you, Enforcer. All right, so I'll leave you go first, Steve. The latest rumor—I think we mentioned this on uh, on Dirt on Dirt on News Brief yesterday. Uh, there's a rumor that WrestleMania they want it to be Madison Square Garden in June, if they're able to. Mm-hmm. Was that written in our News Brief notes? Yeah. Okay, we haven't shot News Brief yet, but we'll, yeah, we will have by this. the time you're watching this. Yeah. I I think that it might be smart of them 
to do, if they're going to do that, if that's the plan, if they can, right? You do Mania June 7th, you incorporate, instead of having those big battle royals, you incorporate money in the bank matches there at WrestleMania. Um, and so you don't have to worry about the June pay-per-view, which is money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then SummerSlam can go on as scheduled. Will it lose a little of the luster? Because here's the thing, though. The period, like the summer months for WWE, besides money in the bank, they're not terrific. Like, that's why I scheduled, like we scheduled, our, well, my sister had her wedding, but also, like whenever I was going to schedule my vacation, I always sort of, I was like, man, you know, things really dull down in the summer months. Yeah. Uh, so like between, main, even between like Mania and Money in the Bank. Yeah, uh, you got about a month there, and then you got another month, of, well, pretty much all of May and July. Yeah, exactly. And it just sort of dulls down. So whatever, like SummerSlam will be in August, which gives you a, you know, uh, almost like what uh, the rest of June, all of July, and then like three weeks. So you've got around two months or so that you're looking at for uh, mm-hmm. for SummerSlam mm-hmm. build. I think that's good enough. Oh, okay. You done? Yeah, I'm done. All right. I didn't know if you had more. Um, well, I'm gonna assume. Let's assume that uh, they'd go through with Mania at the PC. Uh, I kind of feel like just in terms of their abilities that we've seen so far to tell stories inside the performance center, they just need to step back from their pay-per-view calendar uh, until they have a, a firmer grasp of what's going to be going on. Um, you know, so don't get, you know, whatever's scheduled for May and June and, and July and so forth, just kind of take that off the calendar um, because you don't want to say, okay, this show's still happening. And then two weeks out, nope, can't do it. Um, set your goal for SummerSlam as the next show post mania. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, well, and then just assuming kind of go you're, for there. okay. So in your timeline, mania would take place still April 5th. Yeah. At the performance center. Yeah. My dog is barking. My apologies. Apparently she disagrees with this argument. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't dude. I get, I honestly, I get the feeling. I get the feeling that we're about to enter a phase where we're not going to get wrestling for three months. I just, I get that feeling. I think that everything is Could just be. shutting down to the degree that that's going to be inevitable. So, yeah, uh, that could be, that could be. So that's my take on it. I think that we're not going to get mania till June, put money in the bank there. SummerSlam, August, we're the best. Yeah, it could be. And I, I regardless, yeah. Well, I think also too, if they're going to do mania PC, then, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, whatever spectacle they had reserved for mania, they're going to really push, uh, to SummerSlam and make that the huge show. Yeah, I think so too, but they're going to have to do it. I mean, they're doing it in Boston. Yeah. They're going to, yeah. You can they're still do, do spectacle on arena. It yeah. Look the same yeah. as a stadium. Yeah. Yeah. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, next, got a question from Joshua Martinez. Hey, friendos. Joshua Martinez back this week with a match hat question. Um, as you can see, working from home, so don't have to do my hair. Um, that being said, my question has to do with pandemics. Let's say that you were at a wrestling event, one that had all wrestlers of different promotions and whatnot, then a pandemic happens, some type of outbreak happens, and they quarantine people in different rooms. What other 
what four wrestlers would you quarantine yourself with? Um, you know, they would probably bring something that, you know, they're known for. So Xavier Woods would bring video games. You know, Baron Corbin cooks a lot. So maybe he'd bring like food. I don't know. Um, be interested to know what you guys think. Thanks, Rentos. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Uh, let's see. I go first. No, you go first. I'll go first. Uh, Triple H. Uh, he was a, an absolute blast to watch on SmackDown. Super funny. Him with the New Day, I think that'd be an absolute delight. Yeah, uh, he might uh, try his bully antics on me or you for that matter. So I would not go with Triple H. Oh, the New right. Day's great, but I'd do, I'd do this, man. Listen, Steve Austin. Why? Uh-huh. Because beer. I could convince him. Yeah, beer. But I could also convince him to be on our show and vice versa. Uh, okay. The Rock, I could pitch him on Hollywood Ideas. They'd both have great stories. And then uh, Alistair Black is a nerd. I could talk to him about probably comic books and other stuff. All right. Um, and then for my fourth my fourth man, uh, it would be... Uh, uh, I was looking for somebody in the women's division. Oscar, why not? Oscar. Oh, good answer. Good answer. Actually, after further consideration... I'll say by the Triple H, give me Minoru Suzuki because if if things get out of hand in the outside world, at least I'll have Minoru Suzuki with me. Yeah, I don't think I I don't I don't really see him as a bully though. No, like, that's you're why not I, a young want, lion, like, so you're good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I want him with me. I yeah. think he's fun. That's I a good think one. He's, I think he's real fun. But if 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 things get crazy in the outside world, outside of quarantine, uh, I got Minoru Suzuki. He's got my back. I'll that's be fine. Good. Yeah, you don't have to worry about Triple H judging whether or not you can carry the company or not. Exactly. All right, we got another new Matt Chatter, the British barman, Matt Field. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, Stephen Larson, brand new patron, the British barman, Matt Field, coming at you with my first ever Matt Chat question. Just got in from work at the pub or bar. Um, it's half here in the UK, so I'm a bit tired, but I thought I'd get this done. If you were in charge of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, or a head, head booker of um, AEW, who would your champions be from top to bottom? Uh, would love to hear your thoughts. Too good. I'm so glad to be part of the channel. Been watching it for a year now. And hearty handshake. Thank you, Matt Field, and welcome to Matt Chat. Have you know, this isn't, he's not the last one to, to be presenting from bed either. There's like everybody's in bed this episode. What's going on? Uh, oh yeah, I think a lot of people are just home. They're all quarantined, man. They're all quarantined. They're all home. They're practicing social distancing, and uh, they're just making themselves comfortable. I, I would. Good suppose. job, good job, everybody. Yeah, they all just yeah. chill in bed. It's great. Yeah. Anyways, if uh, we were Go in ahead. charge of uh, WWE and AEW, uh-huh. uh, who would be your Universal Champion, Larson? Uh, that's on SmackDown. It'd be Kofi Kingston. That's a great answer. I'd go with Bray Wyatt. Good uh, WWE Champion. I think. Oh, he has the same answer. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, yeah, I think that he could easily be. He, he should be stone cold at this point. Yep, he should. Uh, Intercontinental champion, who do you got? Ricochet. Good answer. I have Daniel Bryan. Ooh, good one. I like that. U.S. See, I have faith. Dan- Daniel Bryan will be fine regardless. I, I need Ricochet. I'd be like, hey, you're you're the this the workhorse title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, U.S. champion. Uh, Alistair Black. I have Andrade. Yeah, they got that one right. They got that one. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Raw Women's uh, Champion. Oscar. Me too. Yeah. Smackdown. Uh, Smackdown. I have Sasha Banks. I have Bailey. I'm fine with Bailey. I think she's a good champ. Uh, tag t- uh, champs for Raw. I got AOP. 
I've got War Machine, and that's the name they are dubbed War Machine. Yeah, they should have not never not been War Machine. Correct. And then uh, for SmackDown, I have the Revival. Me too. Say yeah. Yeah. And they're Go main hard. eventing pay-per-views. Yes. Uh, women's Tag Champs. It's got to be Oscar and Kyrie Sane. Of Give course. Give Oscar all the bills. Over on AEW, I got Kenny as the world champ. Lucha Brothers as tag champs and Nyla Rose as a women's champ. Uh, I am fine with everybody the way they are on AEW. I think Moxley was absolutely the perfect choice for their second champion. I think uh, Nyla Rose is perfect as women's champion right now. And I think that, uh, hey, it's Hangman and Kenny, dude. That it's, yeah. that, That's such a good story right now. It is a good story. Happy with that. Stephen M, he's in bed too. Let's see what he's, what's going on with Stephen M. What's up, friend knows it's St. Patrick's Day, so our national holiday, so happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm still in bed because with the pandemic, all the pubs are closed and nothing's going on, so we're drinking lighter at my house. Yay. Anyways, my question is, stuff you've noticed in wrestling that you can't unnotice. Mine is uh, the, heel, uh, the heel tag team down to the bottom right and the faces up to the top left of the ring. And just stuff like that, say, are people fixing their kick pads and different stuff like that. So what stuff, top five stuff you've noticed that you can't unnotice in wrestling? Thank you, Stephen M. That dude is about to teep a teep, as my yeah, wife man. likes to say. Anyways, man, what are some things in wrestling that you've noticed that you can't unnotice? Oh, it's people fixing their gear while selling. I told this to Ross. I'm straight to hell. I'll talk about it every chance I get. It's like my number one wrestling pet peeve. You're, you got hit with like a, a poison runner or something, like a, a, a super power bomb, and you're, you're selling just how devastating it is, just how painful it is, and then you reach down and fix your knee pad. It drives me up the wall. So he asked for five. I just have two. I've got two. I've got staring at the ref during a pin, and even our good friend Caljack says, sorry, Steve, I do that too. We're taught to do it. I don't care. I've seen several wrestlers not look at the ref while the pin is happening and it's, it makes it believable. Uh, my second one is move. It's kind of related to yours, moving the hair out of the face. Uh, this is so sometimes like somebody it's, it's exactly what you're saying. You get hit with a power bomb. Okay. Yeah. You're yeah. left on your back. Why are you going to do this? Why are you going to do that to your face? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. You don't need to anyways. You're staring up. I know your hair in your face is annoying. Yeah. As soon as you get up, the hairs can be in your face again. Yeah. So those are mine. Yeah. Uh, Next question from Loki Richard. We haven't seen him in a while. Let's uh, see what Loki has to say. All right. Hello, Stephen Larson. Loki Richard here, the freak of flight with a Matt Chat question for you. How important is the fan reaction to a superstar's career? Would anybody's career be better or worse if there was no fans at all in the arenas every single time? I can name one, EC3. I think the fan reactions caused his career to dip. Let me know what you think. I'll see you soon. Thank you, Loki Richard. Man, I don't know. I mean, like, is are there any sports that are like... I've seen... A, I think the video I saw of... Uh, Team MMA fighting? I think that was without fans there. But I could be wrong. And it's just the camera's on a crane and everybody rushes each other in the octagon. It's like five on five and it's MMA. And it's elimination. It's like the best thing. 
That's interesting. So, but in terms of wrestling, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I guess it would just be whoever looks the most legitimate. Like, what aspect of pro wrestling characters or personas would be enhanced or be a, or be seen as like legit if there's no fans there? I know that's the issue. Is is one of the things that kind of necessitates or is a, a confirmation of one's success in pro wrestling is their ability to get a reaction from the crowd. So whether I'll, it be I'll, cheers I'll, or booze, that's I'll kind of essential this. to the storytelling. I'll suggest this late night. Sometimes I will put the channel on like PBS where they have those like plays, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, mm-hmm. I mean, they're just filming stage plays and nobody in the audience is, is reacting to anything. It's just, you're watching a live stage play. Yeah. If wrestling is similar to that, like somebody like Damian Sandow, who comes off like he looks like a theater actor. Yeah. He looks like a theater actor. I could see him doing okay. I mean, at that point, you need like like real TV charisma, you know? Well, I think there's that. And I also think if, if that were the case, they would need to change a presentation. But also, when you're watching a stage play, you might not see the stage play. But if you know it's filmed in front of an audience, you know what audience is there. Granted, another issue with that is, uh, uh, you know, most times during a stage presentation of anything, if something really cool happens, people don't pop for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's something, that's that's the reaction we're used to in wrestling. When something cool happens, people pop. If, if the heel does something that's really awful, people boo. That doesn't happen to stage presentations, you know? Yeah. Does your so, door not have a lock on it? No, it doesn't. Do you have like a brick you could put in front of it? I'm joking. Why don't you, you don't like the, the clip? Why don't you show the people Zoe? Okay, come here, Zoe. I don't know. Zoe's ever been. She's been on ten for the win, I think, before. Yeah, here's Zoe. Here's Zoe. Oh, that's a baby. Oh, I love her little face. Our chunky little stinky pug. Oh my goodness. You stink. That's a good girl. But she's the best. So apologies for the click clock, and she just wants to make an appearance. I I I just use that to so I can see her. (laughs) You want to say something? Anything to the people? No. Okay. All right. Go hey, hey Stephen Larson. This is Zoe with another Matt Chat question. I know. I know. Why does my poop does, stink? What does my dad tell me? I stink all the time. Why does Why does my poop Why does the poop taste so good? Oh gosh. Thankfully, she's never eaten her poop. Uh, speaking of poop, Rich has a question. Let's see what Rich <laughs> has to say. <laughs> Just a silly question because I can't think of anything relevant to ask because of everything that's going on. What? video game would you guys want to be engulfed in basically get sucked into become a part of are we going to no mercy wcw versus nwo world tour with the base hit or will you guys collaborate and be the greatest tag team of all time the shit twins either way let me know silly question tired of talking about everything that's going on in the world so i'm trying to have some fun so two good brothers going in raw Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rich. Uh, Virtual Pro Wrestling, the N64 wrestling game that's between uh, World Tour and Revenge. Uh, it's got the best roster of any of those games. You got some WCW stars, a ton of stars from Japan. Uh, put me that in that world because Minoru Suzuki's in that game. And if I had to live in any pro wrestling uh, video game world, I want to live in that one so I can learn uh, under the tutelage of Minoru Suzuki. Man, there's a lot of nat- nefarious characters in that game, man. Abdullah the Butcher's in that game, I think. I think Bruiser Brody's in that game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know if you could swim with those sharks, dude. Hey man, if I got Minoru Suzuki with me, I could survive anything. All right, well, give me. I want to be in 2K14 because I want to craft my own custom story. Where like I'm the man. 
All right, you can do that without being actually inside the game. Hey, shout out to Rich, by the way, uh, because he sent us this amazing uh, uh, Matt Riddle intro, and I haven't, he's been bugging me, hey, when are you going to use it? And I haven't, there's been too much going on, man. It's crazy times outside, so I have not Truth. had time, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to incorporate that somehow into our intro. So thanks again, Rich. You're, you're seriously one of the best, dudes. Appreciate yep. it. Yep. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because I said, speaking of poop, here's Rich. Uh, that's from the bottom of my heart. Uh, we got a couple of text questions here. Luisa Reza, with the closing of arenas due to the coronavirus, what wrestler-owned venues do you want to see host Raw, SmackDown, and NXT? Which ones do you not want? Um, and then he also asks, what moves make no sense for you guys? Uh, I'm going to say, he says for him it's a slingshot because physics don't work like that. I'm going to say off the top of my head, the choke slam because nobody ever deadlifts a choke slam. Somebody literally has to jump up in the air for that. Correct. Uh, what move do you think makes no sense? Um, uh, any sort of uh, head scissors, especially oh, the ones yeah. where you have to spin a bunch. Yeah. You know, the person uh, who's doing the spinning is doing all the work. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Like no. the body weight involved in that isn't enough to fling that person uh, anywhere. So no, it doesn't yeah. work. As far as a, uh, uh, Wrestler-owned venues that we can see host events. Uh, give me Carl Anderson swimming pool. Yeah, okay. First and foremost, have an entire OC-themed episode of Raw uh, oh. emanating from his swimming pool. I think that'd be awesome. From what I understand, that time when they had the Velveteen Dream and EC3 frolic in a swimming pool, that's yeah. that's at a, a, an apart or a condo complex or something. Yeah, yeah, in Orlando, yeah. In Orlando, where a lot of the wrestlers actually live. I think mm -hmm. Cal lived there at one point. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so in that swimming pool area, just get all the NXT stars, have them duke it out. Exactly. Uh, filming good. on iPhones, vertical video like this, and it'll just, it'll they'll, they'll cut a new deal with Worldstar, and then all their matches will air there. Yes, yes. Uh, and, of course, you mentioned earlier the Hardy Compound would be good, too. Yeah, that'd be good. I got yeah. the the Heart Dungeon. I don't know if that's still, uh, you know, if it's still around in any capacity. Well, remember, um, according to WWE 2K20, the hearts don't live there anymore. That's true. Yeah. All right, so so much for that. <laughs> I wonder if that's true. I don't know. Yeah, anyways. Uh, what a great episode of Matt Chat. We thought it was going to be a long one, but once again, we've got under 40 minutes. Cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. If you want your Matt Chat answer, if you want, yay, if you want your question answered right here on Matt Chat, you can give us 20 bucks and we'll do that. Zoe's got a question. That. What do you got to say, Zoe? And my question is, I need a shit. All right. Give me a minute, dog. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thank you. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. 
which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.